really appreciate everybody for tuning in to the nation uh we already know how this thing goes right one day at a time one off season move at a time and we can try to look at everything from a perspective of can the cowboys make it all the way through the off season is so long right there's many of days before the draft come around the corner and then once the draft comes around the corner we have to really look at everything from a perspective of maybe a, a one to two year window that's how i'm looking at it i want to know how you guys feel post your comments post your thoughts down below let me know uh how you guys feel so the cowboys went out and and purchased the bag right d law got his money now uh with that being said it's a lot of money but we got to look at it from these perspectives too is that a homegrown and this is the new philosophy of the team they try to do everything within the parameters of uh of making it a home uh sessions of of you put in the time you put in the hours you put in the work then guess what you should be able to get paid so that's what it's all about shout out to Kerry teagle shout out to cowboys fan 1973 and everybody else that's in the chat box really do appreciate everyone. So, uh, with that being said, call in number 682-214-4087. I want to know what's on your mind. I want to know what's on your mental. Uh, let me know if your thoughts of, of you digging a trade. Well, not a trade. Well, the, the, the Robert Quinn trade. And plus, you add in D-Law. So, we can argue that we got the best tandem of edge rushers on this team, right? We got the best tandem. Uh, <laughs> Royale says uh, 105 mil. Jeez, Christ. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. It's a lot of money, man. As, as we look at the uh, big board, uh, Spoke Track, shout out to them with all of the information for the nation. Uh, they they got the money down there for us. They got the money down there for us. It's uh, pretty much the Marcus Lawrence signed a five-year, $105 million contract. Uh, which includes $65 million guaranteed, an average sal salary or annual salary of $21 million. Uh, and, and that's, that's in the uh, 2019. They may front load most of that money, so they won't take the hit down the line uh, as far as uh, player uh, regression and things like that. Normally, you'll try to pay all of that 65 up front. And we can look at the uh, the stats or what have you. And we can see what happened throughout the course of Demarcus Lawrence's uh, career. As we look at 2014, we know what happened, right? Yes, this column is zero, but he did come into the playoff and get those crucial sacks that we needed. Of course, sacks and playoffs don't count as a total record, but he did was able to get that sack. Remember, it was against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you guys remember that, right? And then in 2015, it was like, okay. He's going to be back better for us and everything. Um, but he had a slow start, but he still ended that particular year with eight sacks. That's 2015. And, and, and for, for those defensive guys that's out here on how to make money, <laughs> play for the Cowboys, go play there for the NFL and have this type of level of production. And then on top of that, in 2016, one sack, 11 tackles, of course, solo tackles was a uh, eight, and but we're looking at everything, Cowboy Nation. We are. We're looking at the uh, the total productions of what he was able to bring. So in 2016, of course, one can argue and say, well, you know, the team still won 13 games without him, and he wasn't the driving force for this team. But something happened in 2017. This was the contract year. A lot of people saying, well, wait a minute, Law. They should have paid D-Law during his time. Well, you had nothing to go off of. You couldn't really put a lot of money on D-Law because his only production was 2016 and 15, which one can argue in 2016 his production was so such abysmal because of injury. They went and drafted a guy named Taco Charlton. So if you ever have issues with Taco Charlton, Point at D-Law. Look at D-Law. But, you know, 2017 here, 14.5 sacks. Everybody know that contract years, that's when players put on their best. So Cowboys said, okay, man, he painted us in the corner. We wasn't expecting 14.5 sacks. We never seen this type of production from him. So, and, and then in 2018, we already knew what happened there. So 
there you go. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, all in a nutshell. So that's what we get from him and his production uh, within the last two years. There's a stat going around that, that he had productions of a Khalil Mack. We had the productions of a Von Miller and things of that nature. But if we look at the market value, they was pretty much right on the money. This is spoke track. Uh, they said this market value is six years, 117 million, uh, with the average annual salary of 19.6. And of course, they use these parameters: the Von Millers, the Chandler Jones, the Olivier Vernons, the Khalil Mack. They use all of these numbers. They compile and crunch them all into one, and that's what give you that particular salary range. But you know, the Cowboys paid them a year less than this. And gave him a little bit more upfront annual salary money. So this is what we have to look at, Cowboy Nation. This is what we have to go through when you're talking about the money. And uh, the money is always makes people look at things from a different perspective, a different group of thoughts. When you say, okay, this guy is able to do this. This guy is able to elevate uh, the, uh, the, the actual defensive front if he's healthy. Now, reports from Mike Fisher from 105.3, the fan, he did put out there that uh, they are <laughs> they are expecting uh, D-Law to get his surgery done as of uh, next Wednesday. So that will push him back to about, I will say, July. And if if I'm if I just paid somebody sixty five million dollars guaranteed, I don't want to see D-Law playing football in august i do not want to see him playing football in september i'm going to wait i'm going to make sure that everything is in in the right spots on his arm that spot that part of the arm is going to be still tender look for d-law to play around october-ish that's what i would look for and say well hey you know why why he's not playing in september why he's not playing in august or why he's not well august of course you know the preseason what have you I do not want to rush. There's no need for us to go out there and try to rush D-Law out there on the field. And then he snaps up something else. Because you know when, you, when you're injured in a sense or you're trying to do a recovery, you will favor another side of your body. You will start favoring other things. You will start playing it not at, a, at 100%. You start playing well, 100 speed per se. So we don't want that to happen, Cowboy Nation. What, what, what D-Law should do is just take his time and coming back. We saw in 2014 he was an X-factor for us in that particular game as it relates to the Detroit Lions, right? He didn't play most of that season. And then in 2000, the other season where he was, he was suspended or something like that and he came back out, I think he had eight sacks. We don't want to rush it. <laughs> Let me know if you guys have different thoughts of that. Do you really want to see D-Law and their lineup uh, as it relates to August and, and September. Let me know down below. And call in 682-214-4087. Give me a ring. Give me a dial so I can know what's on your mind. All right, so let me answer a few of you guys' questions that's in the comment box. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, let the other gentlemen shine while D-Long recover. This is from Belly. Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> that's the right decision for me that's what that's what i'm looking at uh bob money shout out to you he said what's up cowgirls hmm shout out to you from the 49ers land though blue blood cowboy shout out that's a cool name what's up law how are you doing man it's saturday and it looks like a a, a mega storm finna happen down here in dallas i'm over here in dallas and it looks like when i'm looking out my window it looks like a major storm is about to happen <laughs> Uh, Jones says here, uh, this in the chat box, D-Law would start, he would help play through that injury last year, and and it's different these days. Uh, yeah, you know, he played through injuries. They would double up Quinn, and it's from Powder. This is the thing. I, I did the film sessions, a little film review. We already know that Taco Charlton, he is, he is a left defensive end. He's not a right defensive end. So by him playing and trying to play the right defensive end, it, he struggles at times. But when you see Taco, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat tacos. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I'm with the belief that you put a little bit more pounds on to play him inside that length, that range that he got will help him out. But on the other end of it, if you put him at left end, maybe for four games, he can be a, a nice little short gap for us. 
he didn't look like he was trash when he played the left hand. So uh, just give him a shot, shot at it. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, uh, he, he can blossom for a little bit and, and maybe another team can say, okay, hmm, we would dance with you with a trade idea. <laughs> that would work. That, that would actually work. Sugars on your tacos. <laughs> yes, it could be a sugary taco. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. Taco is D-Laws in the making. Because so, if we look at it, let's go back to that, that, that stat situation. No, no, I'll tell you what. Let's do the, the, the other uh, stat deal. That's what we'll do. Hopefully, we, hopefully I can pull this up while you guys are uh, talking here. Let me see if I can pull up uh, Pro Football Reference. And we'll, we'll type in, actually, D-Laws, first three years or what have you. And uh, we'll type in... Um, uh, Taco Charlton and, and and the thing is we understand that uh, D-Law his second year has had what, three, eight sacks or what have you two different type of caliber of players but chances and chances are chances right so we're going to type that in let's go to the big board really appreciate it, each and every last one of y'all for tuning in to the nation let's go to the big board we're going to go to the big board and uh, pull these things up so See, Taco, he only had two years. So people are ready to usher him out of the door. Let's go look at it. See, I put in three years for Taco, well, for uh, Demarcus Lawrence, and I put in actually two years for for uh, Lawrence there, well, for Taco. Let me see if we can pull this up on a game-per-game basis. And this is just not me trying to bloviate or, or pump up or secure and 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 uh, and give out all of the shots and praises to Demarcus Lawrence, but I want to be able to talk to you guys in a in a reality bubble, right? Uh, let's see. And this is not fair for Taco because this is three years of Demarcus uh, Lawrence uh, production, thirty-two games. Uh, of course, Taco subbed in and out for twenty-seven games. Solo tackles twenty-eight, fifty-two for Demarcus. Uh, 18 assists, 26 assists for Demarcus. Sacks, you're looking at four from Taco, soft shell tacos, right? And now you're looking at what about 90? Well, I wish it was 90. Nine sacks for Demarcus Lawrence. So we're looking at everything. One forced fumble, one fumble return. We're looking at two years opposed to a three-year player at this time of their careers. So all I can say is give both players chances and you don't have to usher them out of the door yes weddings thank you for tuning in sounds big sounding big out there y'all yes it is it's it's storming real big taco on his third year yes taco's going into his third year it seems like taco been here forever (laughs) you only been here for two years and people ready to push the man off the (laughs) push the man out the door and say get you know you see that dog on the porch and it's not your dog. And you say, get, get, get gone, get. <laughs> People ready to push him out of the window and uh, or off the porch. And, and Doc goes like, look, man, I didn't ask to be here. I was drafted here. <laughs> but but as it relates to me being here, let give me a chance. Give me an opportunity. That's all he's saying. And that's all I'm saying is that we got him for depth's purposes. We got him for a cell, uh, I guess, cell uh we got him for a, a not a bargain deal, but we went with best uh, need, best team needs versus best player available, and we got him on our team. Now it's up for the coaching staff to see what they can do with him. They wanted him so bad, so let's see what they can do with him. Uh, how about them Cowboys? Yes, Tookie, appreciate you, man. <laughs> how about them Cowboys? So, Cowboy Nation, let me know what you guys feeling. Let me know what you guys are thinking uh, about this whole entire deal. Do you really, do you really think that this team jumping and starting off at the gate can go four games without D-Law and still win? <laughs> do you guys feel that way? Do you guys understand that, A, defense wins championships, yes, but also you got to have some type of, and I mean some type of depth purposes to help you out. And I'm thinking that what D-Law brings to the table is nasty enough. I'm thinking what the uh, the, the Robert Quinns, 
It's nasty enough. I'm thinking that what we would see out of the, the front four as it relates to the uh, the coveting kid, the Carrie Hyder kid, and also uh, is Tyron Crawford still on his team? They they didn't cut him off yet, right? <laughs> so we got better depths than we had last year. Do we? Do you guys agree? Because anybody can be better than number 51. I forgot his name. Anybody can be better than the other guy uh, that's getting balled up and folded up. Although he did cause one, what, what, one fumble first game. I think his name was Daniel Ross or something like that. <laughs> we are a lot better than what we were last year. I want My only reservation would be, can we stop the freaking run up the middle? Will the Cowboys go out there and snatch up that big defensive tackle? They got the belly hanging over the knees. <laughs> they can demand one or maybe two, maybe three times of, of the uh, guard and the uh, and the tackle looking into the inside saying, hey, man, hey, man, that pressure's collapsing to the inside. Deepest team in the conference. This is from Brandon Williams. Yeah. And and on top of that, if we look at uh, the other teams that's in this division, you know, the, the, the Eagles, the, the Giants, the uh, Washington team. We always got to have in our mind, what are they doing? What are they doing to stop out, to slow us down? And we can look at what, what the Eagles did. You know, we can say, okay, this offseason, they went on ahead and secured a Jordan Howard, a nice little running back. They shored up the defensive side of the football, which is cool. With some of the uh, the Malik Jacksons, that was, that was a nice little pickup. <laughs> we'll see how their philosophy go, but the next time we see the Cowboys being called on the national TV, we're gonna hear from the 58 pick, Ed Two Tall Jones, gonna be giving us a shout out and saying who we need to go pick up next. Uh, G Potter says uh, we need Sue. If Sue can last to after the draft. Maybe we can pick him up and slide him inside, uh, maybe for a one-year rental. But that's after the draft. Remember, there's going to be a lot of teams that's out there that's going to cut some of their veterans, and they're going to cut some of their guys after the draft. So as long as we continue to draft well, and if we don't get the guy that we really, and I mean really want, then we can figure out maybe we can pluck some of those older veteran guys that, other teams to cut or or the old veteran guy that's sitting out there saying hey I still got some skill hit me up Jerry <laughs> Belly says why do we need to sue do you want me to pull up that uh, LA Rams tape do you really want me to pull that tape up <laughs> I'm gonna spare you guys the, uh, the visual uh, we need somebody that can stop that run and I trust what uh, uh, Robert Quinn can do. And I trust what uh, uh, the uh, D-Laws of the Worlds can do. But I, I still have big reservations on on, on our, our interior guys. Although Kerry Hyder and, and the uh, Christian Covington guys, they're cool. <laughs> this is a cool pickup. I like what Derrick Motors says about them. And I like Antoine Barbecue Woods. But, man, I do not want to have that replayed in my visual in my mind, in my psyche, of what happened last year, <laughs> uh, of, of teams just running up the gut, hitting that gut up, <laughs> giving that gut action to us. We don't want that to happen. All uh, right. And who we have, Loving Air Reach, appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. Uh, that's why we got Covington and, and uh, H Town from H Town. I don't know. Look, you can put a. You can put a Band-Aid on a wound and it can heal sometimes. But a Band-Aid on a bullet wound, man, you're going to have to have something. You're going to have to surgically do some things. You have to extract the bullet and then you're going to have to put some, uh, you're going to have to stitch it back up. And the tapes are out there. Well, look, what are the weaknesses for LVE and Jalen Smith? You can look up their scouting report and you will see their weaknesses. They got to stay clean. Now that's for most of that's for like eighty-five to maybe ninety percent of the uh, the linebackers in the NFL, of course. But if you have these guys where you know for sure that you got nice edge rushers, like the Quins and the D Laws of the world, 
And although D-Law holds his own and is against the run, but still, <laughs> you don't want teams to say, okay, this is their chink in their armor, and we're just going to run it right up the gut. That's been our issue. We couldn't stop them run against the Indianapolis Colts. We couldn't stop the runs against the L.A. Rams. So if you get a known commodity like a Sioux or a known commodity like a McCoy for a one-year rental for cheap, then go for it. Go for it. That's, what I, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not about what we want. It's about what we need. <laughs> so Covington is trash juice? No, I don't think he's trash juice. I just feel like, hey, if you can get a guy for cheap, then you get him. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. Would you rather for Sue to go to the Eagles and pair him up with, uh, with, with that guy Jackson inside and Flexer Cox, rotate him in for that particular defensive front? Or would you rather for Sue to go to the Ra – oh, I guess Washington Redskins, they got their Bama boys. So, I mean, it just weighs where you got to look at it. I'm not saying that Sue is the, it's the final nail on the coffin for us to make it to the Super Bowl. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just looking at it from the aspect of maybe you can help, that, help out the interior. I don't think that Antoine Barbecue Woods, even at his, at his greatest playing moments, at his greatest playing moment, would it ever equate to what Sue can bring <laughs> or, or what McCoy can do. That's just the reality of it. Sometimes, remember, I always use this analogy. And there's nothing wrong with a four-door car, with a four-door, four-cylinder car. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but, baby, when it's time for you to hit that gas and you're trying to go up 35 and your car just start Harlem shaking, <laughs> it just don't have the power to do it, you see. So that's all I'm looking at it. But uh, it may be a story of a different day. I'd rather go for the Jets. <laughs> Who's the Jets, Serge? Who's the Jets? Zach Nation, could we even afford a one-year rental on a McCoy? Um, we'll see after the draft. <laughs> you got to pay your draft, guys, and then we'll see how they uh, move over the uh, formula of whatever we have out there as far as the uh, quote-unquote Amari um, Cooper and those other deals out there. Remember this, Cowboy Nation. Remember this. If we really... If we really look at Amari's Cooper's contract, once we pay him, we get more money. It's depending on how we front load the contract. Money is money. And remember, we only got, what, a one to two-year window since we signed D-Law to this big bag. Yes, we do. That's just the reality of it. Because after the third year, if the production levels don't speak to volumes of uh of a hundred and five million dollar deal then they're gonna start either shopping him or they're gonna start looking at it from this uh, perspective and say man boy we made a mistake or if we decide to win another plus 10 games and and uh and another plus 12 games or what have you or something like that in the next following two years then maybe they say okay what a bargain what a deal what a deal we got right here Yes, indeed. All right, let me see what we have over here. Rodney Ellis, Travis Frederick uh, will be back. We good. Yeah, I, I do like that aspect of it. Uh, Rodney Ellis, uh, uh, if, when we get Frederick back, he should be bigger, stronger, better for us. Uh -huh. I'll take Texas Edition Chevy over a Ford 150 any day. There you go. Texas Edition Chevy. Uh, why is everybody down? The defense. They pulled the weight and then some of them da, 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 da. this is from Love and Aries. Now they didn't play great against the Ram games, but wouldn't have had been a playoff if it wouldn't for them. Okay, so with the beliefs of the defense versus the offense, the Dallas Cowboys defense versus offense. Why are we so down on the defensive side of the ball when they the one carried us? Basically that's what Love and Aries is saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, you better your best. We are closer to being the number one defense in the league, right? We're nowhere close to being the number one offense. There's nowhere. <laughs> There's nowhere close to being the number one in the offense in the NFL, right? <clears throat> one can argue just based off the, uh, the type of offense that we run, we would never be the number one offense in the, in the NFL. And I'm using that word never strongly because of we got so, so much limitations as it relates to coaching as it relates to quarterback play, 
as it relates to other things that this 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 built in built from within this offense i could stand on the high table and say we would never with a capital n-e-v-e-r be the number one offense in the nfl but we're closer to being the number one defense in the nfl and where you got facts and all that stuff at just look at the film we're closer to being the number one defense in the nfl far closer <laughs> to being the number one offense so how we can better our best is make this defense so nasty because i do know for sure you can win the nfl uh super bowls with nasty crazy lights out defense well i could bring up the buccaneers i could bring up the the ravens hell i can bring up a several other teams and especially if you add in the fact if your defense can be a team that can take the ball away too like some dogs some ball hogging attacking chasing to the ball type of guys that make me hit this button i'm talking about those type of wolves out there being tenacious uh, playing with that type of intensity whereas defense travel you know we already know defense travel you don't matter where you go that defense just there when people say man that's how it was with the seattle seahawks you think that they feared russell wilson no you think that they feared, of course, Beast Mode was doing his thing. But, man, baby, when they got hit with Cam Chancellors of the Worlds and Earl Thomas was taking the ball away and that defensive, uh, what's his name, uh, Richard Sherman was locking down players with the schemes and the schematics, man, teams were like, man, I hate to go up there to Seattle. <laughs> man, they hated, they hated that. You can say this beast mode was a was was like the, uh, the the cherry on the top of the ice cream, right? You can say that with beast mode, and and uh, Russell did enough not to, for you to lose. I think that the Dak Prescott can do enough. Uh, he can do enough for you not to lose, right? I think that Amari Cooper is better than any receiver that the Seattle Seahawks ever had. Basically, if you look at it collectively. And then if you can think about this, the Gallup, the young Gallup, the way he's uh, growing. Blake Jarwin, we got the offense, the offensive line. Boy, Seattle wish they had this type of offensive line. And then if you add in the fact that you got the nastiest, uh, nice mixture of both, the NFL hate them. Cowboy Nation, we love them. Ezekiel Elliott. Man. That, that's just crazy all right he says uh, did signing d-law lower his cap for 2019 I, I i don't have that 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 cap number of whether or not it lowered the cap for 2019 but i do know that when the uh when spoke track or mike fisher or one of those capologists uh start pulling up the facts and pull up the numbers with it then i'll be able to give you that information Maybe somebody in the chat box know more than, than what we know. Uh, Cowboys Crunk, appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. I think we could be one of the most efficient offenses. Agreed at belly. We can, it's, now it's different between being efficient and being number one. <laughs> and I would say this, being the number one offense would hurt this team more opposed to help this team. Uh, think about all of this. Most of the teams with the number one offense, they, they get up a lot of plays. They get a lot of crazy yards during garbage time. <clears throat> I think uh, if you really look at it, I, I think that uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were one of the, the tops of the tops of the offense out there. Did they make it to the playoff? <laughs> no. But, but, but people, what, what happened here? His offense is, is pretty much that sizzle in a pan. Offense is always that something that everybody look at years back. And they say, man, you know what? Man, that guy passed for 5,000 yards in one season. Man, that's nice, you know. Man, they, they put up a lot of points. But no hardware. So that's how I look at offense, man. And let's see what we have here on the call. Call from. Cowboy. Talk to me, man. <laughs> yes, man. I know you be at the house of Yaller, man. What's good with you? What's up, brother? It's, it's, hey, it's your just world. checking in again. You know, I got to. Uh, no, I, I really, I completely agree with your with your offensive assessment, man. 
but I, I know that we I think we could be one of the most efficient offenses. Uh, you know, we're not going to put up points like that. We're not designed that way. Mm-hmm. But we can walk that ball down the field and drag their damn defense through the mud and drag them through the mud and 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 maybe punt once or twice a game. As long as we keep these holding penalties down and stuff like that, we can be real efficient and and win games twenty four to three and win games you know twenty two to ten. You know you know what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. and and those are dominant wins to me. Uh, and then uh, that's what I think. You and the guys in the chat box can throw that around. One more thing, uh, yes, uh, Demarcus Lawrence contract. The way they redid it, uh, we went from having about, I think it was about ten million uh, in cap space. Right. We have right at 20, 20 million in cap space now. So it actually saved us ten mil this year. So we got twenty mil still to spend. Uh, the last I looked at it, so it, it did save us some cap space. Uh, so I'll, I'll throw that to you guys. I'm about to hit the gym. I just wanted to say what's up to Law Nation and all the Cowboy family out there, and I'll let you finish chopping it up, man. Oh, man, appreciate it, man. Thanks for the information for the nation, man. Continue doing your grind, fam. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Take care, brother. Salute. Be out there. Peace. Yes, indeed. So, so with that being said, he said it saved us money, <laughs> right? That's enough money. My first thing that I would do is I go ahead and secure the, the wide receiver. I go ahead, and I heard that when you sign, however the the, the cap works or what have you you can probably save a little bit more money so i mean we could be sitting on on a lot of money and, and i agree with cowboys crunk check out his youtube page man uh, you guys be missing misinformed if, if you're not uh, checking out his information uh especially for the nation you can check him out at cowboys crunk and uh what i'm talking about and what he's talking about efficiency you know a lot of times we would look at the offensive side of the ball, just like when the Cowboys played against the Saints. At that time, I believed that they was like the number one or number two offense, right? They was on top of everything. And everybody, every major media outlet was saying, Cowboys finna get mollywopped. They finna get drugged through the dirt. They trash. They can't score. And it's not about that, actually. Look, we compressed and we shut down their offense. That's really, when you're the number one defense, there's really no such thing as compressing and shutting down that defense. Defense travel, baby. And if you really look at that tape from the, from the Saints versus the Dallas Cowboys, I know people are going to say it only was a small number. I forgot the final score, but put the final score down for me in the chat box. But remember, we were stopped at the one because we've kind of, Save the time. We could have punched it right on in and scored another touchdown. But see, it's not about the glory of being all of that cushioning with the offense. No, we we, we kneeled down at the one, if I'm correct. So uh, everything that you really can look at, just being efficient enough can beat the highest caliber of teams. We can. I I just wish that if, if we were to go back into time last year, and I wish that you can see the Cowboys formula versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I wish that we were to able to play each other during the play, during during the, during the season. I'm about to say preseason, but during the season last year. I guarantee you every dollar that I have in my pocket that the Kansas City Chiefs wouldn't have put up 40 or 50 points against us. I guarantee you. Because our defense is built in a way where it does not allow you to put that amount of money up there on the board. 13 to 10. Appreciate you all, man, for putting that down in the chat box. Eric Middleton and Money Making Mall. Appreciate you, man, and DJ Cobb. So 13 to 10. Actually, we was right there. If we were to score another touchdown, the the, 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 the uh, talk tracks of us only scoring 13 points wouldn't have been there. But we was right at the one. We could have just ran it right on in with, with Ezekiel Elliott. That is everything what our team is designed to do. We design to hold the ball keep the ball and that's why i really want ezekiel elliott uh to have a, a spell back somebody to help him out remember i've been saying this for years now ezekiel elliott helps the defense more so than he helps the offense he do he really do uh let me see nothing to lose run goods but he didn't he just didn't do that for Zeke. 
runs good but re-put that comment in the chat box for me uh uh, my guy guys the caller number 682-214-4087 i want to know i really really want to know your thoughts i want to know your opinions of everything same love for our d this season yes urge yes indeed we're going to get back there (laughs) we're going to be here and we're going to be shouting Tukey says Zeke is going to retire a Cowboys. Yes. Uh, the Rams chief game made a sick, no type of defense, 50 points by, by each team. This is from Mando. Yes, I agree. But it wouldn't have happened with the Cowboys. It wouldn't have happened with the Cowboys. You know, we wouldn't allow them to put up that many more, that many points. Yes. And uh, if we look back at the playoff game, of course, they put up 30 points and we scored only 22 one can argue that if we were able to stop their run and make them more one-dimensional, man, we'd have more times to, to, to put the pressure on golf, sack them a little bit more, and also maybe, just maybe, our, our cornerbacks and, and the, uh, the defensive backs out there in the safety area maybe would have picked the ball off. Yes. So I really think that we can compress teams, make them more, more one-dimensional if we – um, develop just a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball. Let me see what we got here. Call from Belly. Belly, what's good, man? Talk to me. How you doing, Law? Up to Law Nation and everybody out there watching. I'm very excited for the news that we finally got the deal done with D Law. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest focus, as far as the defense goes, is making sure we secure all of our main um, guys. We have a young group of guys. They're still growing into their own, not even the Ravens, when they first started to be an elite defense, started out with everybody um, being at an elite level. Um, they, uh-huh. they ended up greater and greater as time progressed and want to keep everybody in um, to, to help um, make the defense more elite. They performed outstanding last year. Um, there's a lot of hate on Dak. Um, I think a lot of things weren't uh, highlighted as such. Um, when we played the Rams, um, it wasn't Zeke who, who initially ended up carrying that load and putting the points on the board. It was a tandem of Dak um, uh-huh. making plays. So we see Dak growing more and more. He's able to start to step up into the pocket more. He's developing a lot more. So I just wanted to highlight that. Um, also, I'm very excited for the acquisition of uh, Cobb. I think um, he might fit a lot better with what we're trying to do. Uh, I think uh, we kind of ran our course with uh, Beasley, um, especially for what he was asking for. It just wasn't really attainable. Um, it wouldn't have worked out well for the Cowboys. So as far as the moves, um, uh, I also acknowledge um, their um, cognizance on what was going on with Randy Gregory um, they were really uh, very quick to react to that and actually bring in somebody I think um, who has some decent level of talent um, I think he could be really really good he's had spurts when he played with the Rams I'm talking about Robert Quinn I believe his name is right right right, um, right. Um, kind of had a, a little slow year with uh, the Dolphins but um, maybe a different energy I mean same thing with Amari Cooper he didn't play so well um the year before with the Raiders, but then he came to the Cowboys and all of a sudden he looks amazing again. So um, uh, I think um, these players, when they, when they get to the Cowboys, they mm. see that winning culture that has been established. And, and I'm, I'm just uh, really excited. I think um, our safeties have a lot of potential as well. That's something that's not being really talked about, um, um, I, which is why I think we didn't really try to overstress or try to go out there and get those top safeties or try to jump all over that because I think that they still believe that they have something worth developing there as well. Um, so those are the things I'm really just overall sur- surveying as I say my whole spiel here. No, but, no, no. You, um, you, you're talking some good stuff, man. That's some good stuff right here that you lay leveling out to everybody out there on the nation, man. I, I really love this, man. Keep going. All right. So uh, as far as the um, – I. I think everybody's really excited, especially with everything going on. 
but I just wanted to acknowledge the moves that the Cowboys are making. They, they seem like really, really smart moves right now as far as just putting more depth on the team and uh, making sure we keep that nucleus, which is the really important thing. We're, they did, a, um, as uh, Cowboys Crunk pointed out earlier, they, they got a deal done with Law that actually also helped the team in more ways than just adding this elite um, pass rusher. Um, also making sure we have the finances going forward to make sure we can maintain. So that's another big thing. But my biggest thing is I'm not too worried about our offense ever becoming number one. I think stat line is overrated. There if you, you look go. at the Patriots, the Patriots, they are always trying to be a- efficient. They're not trying to be number one stat-wise anywhere. It's about winning games. It's about efficiency. The biggest thing we struggle with on offense, honestly, was efficiency. And that, obviously, due to injuries with Travis Frederick, we had an offensive lineman who, who's young, still needed to bulk up some. He had to get that ass whooped that yeah. whole year. But mm-hmm. it, it is what it is, you know. Uh, but we already um, – um, I think you pointed out that he's gained, what, like 10 pounds of muscle. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just – experience and and understanding what to do and they just have to continue to grow i think um obviously we're not overly worried um because we we've been getting this news and update with travis frederick and he's going to be back and hopefully he's as strong as ever we're talking about a guy what he he came in as a rookie and was already a pro bowler mm. uh, along with uh his, his partner uh, on on the other side um so, so we we have high potential and we have high hopes, but you know, as long as everything goes well, we want our f- offense to be heavily efficient. The Patriots don't win because they put up super big numbers. The Patriots win because, I mean, obviously coaching, but it's all about efficiency. It's all about the mentality to do your job, pick up the assignment on the fly, but do your job at the best possible uh, of your capabilities. Man, and they're gonna boy, play boy. whoever does that. You talk a mouthful on that one, too. Yes, do your job. Actually, that's one of our – when you go to the star in Frisco, you walk around, you'll yep. see do your job. And, of course, that's hanging up there at the uh, New England Patriots facility, too. Uh, that's saying that comes from a, a great philosopher, a great coach back in the days, Jimmy Johnson. Do your job. You do your, you do your job, then the next man will do his, basically. <clears throat> Don't right. worry about so, looking at everybody yeah. else's production. Just, just do yours. So I, honestly, there and, and I'll say this: this might be a little controversial. Somebody, yeah. uh, a lot of people probably won't agree with me, but a lot of people feel like this offense goes as Zeke goes. But in all honesty, I don't feel that way. I feel this offense goes as Dak goes, and yeah. the reason for that is is it's about opportunities, right? Everybody's going to key in on Zeke anyway, so it's like at this point, the offense is going to go as Dak goes. Is he going to be able to make these throws? Is he going to be able to step into the pocket, feel comfortable in the pocket, make the right decisions, see the field the proper way for where the ball needs to go, be right. able to read the defense properly? So, honestly, that's from what I've seen and honestly how it's been panning out and how this team has transitioned, it's looking like it's more about how Dak goes more than it's about Zeke. Zeke, obviously, is right there at number two, very close second as far as, he definitely meets his touches. He definitely does establish and put wear and tear on that opposing defense um, to, 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 to apply that pressure. And, and obviously you have to account for Zeke. He's an all-world talent, um, top running back in the league um, as far as numbers and everything goes. But it's really about Dak. As long as Dak can maintain his performance that we've seen against the Rams in the second half, and elevate mm-hmm. that and be, he, he still has his I, I, I've never listened to these guys talk on, on I, well I listen to them but I laugh at them uh, these analysts talk as they try to talk about the conventional quarterback but from what I see um, his ceiling is still very very high he's still learning like this right. whole team is a young team mm-hmm. they're still learning oh, so yeah. with that I, I just wanted to leave that there um, I appreciate you giving me the time to speak my piece and uh, shouts out to everybody out there and also rest in peace um, um, young 
Black King, Nipsey Hussle. Um, and um, I'm going to continue to watch the rest of this stream and enjoy the outputs, okay? Yes, appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. And yes, RIP to Nipsey, man. Uh, speaking of all this, man, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Speaking of all of this, man, uh, especially what he said, he, he hit the nail. <laughs> he put he put the nail right on the head, man. He hit the ham with the hammer, just bam, 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 busted all the way clean and the smooth is leveled out, right? Uh, this team goes as far as Dak Prescott goes. Yes, uh, the quarterback is the main staple piece of anybody's team. Uh, even if you look at the uh, the teams that won won it without a, uh, I guess. A, a excellent quarterback like the Trent Diffords of the worlds, right? The Eli Mannings, the uh, the Joe Flacco's, the uh, the Brad Johnsons. I believe they won Super Bowls, and one can argue, one can argue this: the Tom Brady's, his first three Super Bowls. It wasn't like he was like lights out on in those games, but he did just enough so that their team can win. And I think that Dak Prescott, and, and you know, I can bring in uh, Russell Wilson too. So the, the, the list goes on and on and on and on about how your quarterback can help you win games when it's needed by just being efficient enough, not just going out there throwing for five touchdowns and, and no interceptions and passing for 500 yards. You don't need that to win games. Uh, look at this. Uh, I was looking at the, the article uh, by a bleacher report, I believe, on uh, Aaron Rodgers. One can argue that Aaron Rodgers one of the best uh, quarterbacks of all times as it relates to uh, the Green Bay area, you know, in that area. And I guess the greatest quarterback of, of, of this modern day time, him and Tom Brady and them, them boys. How many rings do, do Aaron Rodgers got? Do Eli Manning got more rings than Aaron? Does, does, that, does that make Eli greater than Eli? Do, does, that, does that make Eli greater than Aaron Rodgers? No. But what it does is that it brings home the reality that the NFL is an ultimate team sport. And when you can have teams to be good on both sides of the ball, you can win Super Bowls. That's the philosophy. And what happened with the, uh, what happened with the, uh, I want to say, um, somebody threw me off and said Tupac and Nipsey are chilling. I know he's proud of him. Uh, it threw me off when, they, when people, when people say Nipsey is greater than Tupac and you know, all this stuff. Look, they both was great during their time of eras, right? But let me go back to football. I'm going to focus back to football because I don't want to start talking about Tupac and Nipsey. Both brothers did a wonderful thing for the community. Both brothers brought in a lot of light for a lot of people in different situations. Tupac lived to 25. I can only imagine if Tupac lived to 33 and beyond. It would have been crazy, but that's a story of a different day. <laughs> it's a story of a different episode. But rest in peace for both guys for doing what they did out there for the universe, right? Um, so if we look back at this uh, football talk, the Eli Manning, he was able to ultimately win because of the defense. He was able to be there in certain key factors of the game by just not losing it. But stepping up and being a, a, a guy that was, that was able to be battle-tested when the time was needed. One can argue that the New England Patriots were right in the mix. But shout-out to Eli for beating, oh, God, doggone Tom Brady two times because we can only imagine what it would have been like if Tom Brady were, were to win those two games there. Oh, man, it has been crazy. It would have been crazy, man. It would have been flat-out crazy. I wouldn't even... Uh, boy, I wouldn't even know what to think of uh, old, Eli, old Eli there. And uh, and I think of old Tom Brady if he had eight of them and Eli had the chance to beat them. And I would have just been even more mad at the uh, at the Giants and these sorts of things. <clears throat> Nothing to lose says, bro, you don't know who Nipsey Hussle is. I guess he's talking to somebody in the chat box. Um, who do we have here? Uh, Jesse Green says, Year four was Troy Aikman starting to bring back, able to take over games. We needed that though. I think that can do the same. Yeah, I think that it it really takes about uh, three to maybe four years for a quarterback to understand what football is all about, to understand for him to see the defense and what they're trying to do. It's basic football, eleven versus eleven, right? And there's only so many things that you can throw at a player 
for him to be able to identify what the teams are trying to take away, what they're giving up for the player or for teams. Terry Bradshaw is a, is a good example for the yes yeah, surge four Super Bowl rings and nobody can say that Terry Bradshaw is greater or better than uh, than Dan Marino <laughs> yeah so those two different things uh, uh, let me see I would rather get Fletcher Cox over Sue if we can get him this is Rodney Ellis I don't know if Fletcher Cox is out there on the market like that and if I'm the Eagles I'll figure out ways to try to keep Fletcher Cox who is the heartbeat of their defense uh, remember, I always talk about the core. The core is everything. Uh, Rami uh, Castillo says, any updates on Randy Gregory? The last news I heard of Randy Gregory, they, extend, they extended his contract, right? So he's still on his rookie's deal. It was a bird that was telling me that he actually didn't flunk the drug test, this last drug test, but he pretty much, I guess, didn't take the test or wasn't there ready for to take the test or something like that. So what they're trying to do is they, 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 the NFL might be able to work something out with them. That's why Jerry Jones is optimistic about him coming back for week one or week two or week three. All I can say is you put Randy Gregory in as a, a possible only in at the – because I know he can't play left hand. And I know Robert Quinn don't play left hand as well. But if you put him in as a rotational piece, maybe in between the uh, the passing downs there, then you got a <laughs> you got a nice little situation going on. Swiss cheese, man. Thank you for the donation to help grow the nation, man. Guys, know when you make the donation to help grow the nation, we're going to have to do this right here. We're going to have to bring out the wolves. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So, um, <clears throat> what we have here, and he didn't put no comment behind it, though. <laughs> Optimistic for number 94, Meticulous Cowboys 86. Yes, he's very he's highly uh, optimistic for him. We all are, right? At this point, he's been on this team forever and a day. <laughs> and we've been saying, wait till next year, wait till next year, wait till next year. And uh, we still have the same song and dance. So, it's it's crazy situation with uh, good old Randy. I hope he can get out there. So, with all that being said, guys, we approaching the final eight minutes of this show. Uh, let me know what your thoughts. Let me know of, of your concerns as uh, far as uh, the, the, the Marcus Lawrence signing, as far as his contract, as far as his uh, ability to stay healthy. That's another thing. And hopefully he don't try to rush back too quick, too soon. Uh, we talked about those things already, but we just don't want that to happen. As we look at his contract completely, uh, the Cowboys signed Rand, uh, Demarcus Lawrence for a five-year, $105 million contract, which includes 65, I'm going to highlight, 65 of it guaranteed and uh, on the annual average salary of uh, $21 million. Shout out to 21 Savage, too. <laughs> so how much money D-Law got? A lot. <laughs> he got a lot you know so uh, the details of the contract is not all the way here yet uh, so let's wait for all this to uh, to uh, I guess generate there but they don't have the recent contracts up yet and if we uh, look at his uh, market value let's just go over the market value and we're going to look at the, um, the Khalil Max of the world right that's Khalil Mack. We're going to pull up his $141 million. Six years. So it was different between a year, minus a year, basically. And if you look at everything, I really wanted to show you guys this from a from a, from a a status or a stats-wise. A lot of people, a lot of people are, are talking about this as it relates to the Cowboys. Um, let me go back to right here. As it relates to the Cowboys reason why they selected uh demarcus lawrence and the reason why uh his stats are comparable to a, a khalil mackin they only pull it pulling up the last two years but when you look at the to full total body of work we can look at 2014 he had four sacks whoa not a lot of sacks right and then 2015 the light bulb just turned on for him and he hit 15 sacks 
and then 2016 of course 11 and then you had your 10.5 and then you had your 12.5 in between two uh, games there he only played 13 games last year opposed to 16 one can say if he played a full 16 games and averaged three games more he, he would have got up to at least 16 to maybe maybe 15 sacks last year give or take so if you look at those things cowboy nation you can really say to yourself all right so what are the cowboys are doing and they're looking at the average two years the most person the person that had the most sacks within the last four years is chandler jones i think he, he's way up there in the numbers in the last four years but let's look at olivier vernon uh sack productions and things like that and uh we're gonna look at the stats they both all in the range i know he's an outside linebacker but let's look at his sacks 3.5 his rookie year 11.5 uh, 2013 6.5 in the uh, 14 year in 2015 he has 7.5 8.5 7 and 7 at least he's consistent with the 7 right <laughs> We're looking at just the sacks. Uh, I do know the tackles for loss and all those other things uh, counts a major uh, deal there. Uh, but in 11 games, he had seven sacks. That's not bad. That's not bad production. It's not bad at all, Cowboy Nation. And we're going to look back at some other things uh, as it relates to stats. I know you guys love stats. The other guy, uh, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. He's a little bit older than most of them. He's close to 30. And let's look at his five-year, $82 million contract. I guarantee you he's going to want more money next time around. Uh, but he signed his contract a little bit earlier when the market was at that point. So if you look at sack production total, like I said, in the last four years, Nobody, no defensive end have more sacks than Chandler Jones. Uh, of course, in New England, they got rid of him when he had 12.5 sacks. I can hear a Cowboys fan saying that, hey, why would they get rid of this production? Why? Because the New England philosophy is saying, okay, it's all about the collective team versus opposed to one person. And I'm not trying to dog or, show, or throw any shade at our beloved Cowboys. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is that they get rid of a player two years too early versus two years too late. But since he left New England, he still ranked up some, some nice, lovely sacks. He had 11 sacks, and then he turned around and gave the uh, Arizona Cardinals 17 sacks. Boy, that sounds like DeMarcus Ware area, right? <laughs> 17 and 18 sacks a year. Uh, he gave them 17 sacks, and then on top of that, in 2018, if you know what I mean, he gave them... 13 sacks he's on pace for this year to give or anywhere uh, the last year last time he had 10 sacks and below was 2014 as a defensive edge rush or as a defensive end uh, the thing that they bring in is different levels of learning the way to crash up field and get into the quarterback and especially by him being able to be consistent 16 games 16 games 16 games uh, 15 games here by him able to be uh, consistent and being out there on the field i can say he's going to give you anywhere from 10 plus sacks next year you can book it you can book it if he managed to stay healthy he's going to give you that type of production so that's him you know so i can only imagine if he was to play with the silver and blue on boy that'd have been crazy right we would have never thought in a million years to get rid of somebody with that type of skill. Let's look at Von Miller. Let's look at Von Miller. Miller time. He's 32, so, or he's 30 as well. Um, eight year pro, what have you. Uh, last year, he put up 14 and a half sacks. Uh, pretty good production right there. Uh, 2017, he put up 10. 2016 that stretched over three years look production so when people talk about hey d laws is in this category or is he in this area i want people to pump the brakes because d law is still trying to prove to us that he is he we are still trying to get to this this level of production from d law his worst season was in 2013 and you guys want to know why he only had five measly sacks 
because he only played nine games. <laughs> this guy is a edge rush that's going to get to the quarterback and make them pay. He is a guy that's going to be consistently getting out to the quarterback regardless of what team he plays on or regardless of what type of situation you put him in. Trust me, Texas native, Texas kid, I know this brother from another mother. He puts it down, guys. He do. He, he brings the thunder, and that's just what he – that's the level of tenacity that he got out there that he, get, that he brings. You know, that is no comparables. Uh, it, it's just what it is. He's going to get to the quarterback at the end of the day. Remember, Cowboy Nation, this is a proven commodity. Demarcus Lawrence, we still have our reservations. We still have to see what he's going to look like after the, sur the surgery. Uh, look for Demarcus Lawrence to be available, just to be available around July-ish. We don't want to rush him into this fold. Uh, we don't want to be able to say to ourselves, maybe he can play week one and things like that we just want to pump the brakes a little bit let him fully fully not partially fully heal and uh and, and see what he can get done for 2019 cowboy nation proof is in the pudding i didn't make these stats up they're provided for me based off for their production so we paying d law based off of hopes we're paying him based off of career leadership, what he was able to do in 2018-17. That's what we're paying him off of. We're paying him off of maybe he can give us in between these two levels of production right here. That's what we're paying Demarcus Lawrence off of. That's the reality of it. And uh, hopefully, I mean hopefully, he can break the curse. Meaning that once we pay a person that they get injured and things like that, hopefully he can go beyond that. Let's go, Cowboy Nation, one way or another. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Salute. Let's go. Prize Fighter continues to fight even when he's down right look Nipsey Hussle said if you work for a company you'll make a good living if you work hard for a company you'll make a good living but if you grind and if you work for yourself you my friend will make a fortune R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle. Speaking of hustle, Cowboy Nation, I want to be able to help you guys out financially. For those who out there, for those who out there who trying to grind and got a little money left to the side, make sure you invest that money. Put it somewhere. If you don't know how, reach out to a financial advisor. Maybe they can tell you about putting your money into some annuities, some CDs. Let your money work for itself. I really want everybody to succeed in this world, right? Life insurance policies. Won't you go out there and purchase one? Purchase one for your grandfather, your grandmother. Yes, you'll pay the premium. But when they're long and gone, they can leave something behind. Not just for you, but for your generation to become not that hard hey there's policies out there that I know for sure that if when I'm long gone and dead on this earth man boy my little daughter she don't have to worry about nothing thinking wisely with your money use it man I wish I wish my grandfather knew what I know right now boy hey the word, the book says, a good father leaves inheritance for his offsprings. Guys, you can do the same. It's not that hard. It's simple. It's very simple. Don't just look at it from a remunization point. Look at it from this too. Knowledge is power. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. One way or another, that's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. 
And remember, we are going to the Super Bowl this year. Let's go, baby. We got D-Law now, baby. We got Quinn. Boy, we're going to get this thing going, baby. Yes, indeed. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Two Robinson. Hey, we're going to get this thing back up for you guys. You got to know how to go. <laughs> Yes, no, not CDs, no, no. Get some annuities together, man. Let's go get that bag. Yeah, we got it.